You are listening to Trophy Horse with your host, Tricky Mick, Alex, I yield to no one, Mark. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Trophy Wars. This is episode 316. I'm your host, Tricky Mick. Alongside with me, the man, the myth, the legend. Well, he had to work. So we're going to bring the awesome with I Yield to No One. I start my uh, fantasy football title defense next week. You already lost the draft, buddy. That doesn't matter. I lost the draft last year, and look who won it all. Did, yeah, you got did, lucky. Didn't a certain somebody get knocked out of the first round of the playoffs by, like, Two points. It was by one point. By one point. That's right. And it was you by me. Yes. Because for some reason, who who was my quarterback? You had Dak Prescott and they bet that they sat him on the bench with two minutes to go in the game. Yes. I and otherwise I would have won. Oh yeah, you would have won. And you were scared too. You're like, oh, I'm going down. Well, I knew I was gonna lose. I mean, I'm just like, well, there, there's, there, there, there's no way around it. And then with two minutes to go, they're like, oh, we've already got the number one seed locked up. We don't need to play him anymore. It's like, yes. All, all he had to do was rush for five more yards. That's it. Or throw a five yard pass or, yeah, something. Ah. Uh, also with us, he is the master of the dual screens. He's Stephen. Let me tell you something. I have with me. I have some Corona. I have some some tequila. I have some some Coors Light. I have some vodka. What? What? Trophy Horse three sixteen says I just kicked your ass. <laughs> The best part about that whole thing is I watched Steven on camera doing that, and he just knocked the headphones off his head. You ain't got the evidence, boy. You ain't got the evidence. Uh, this is going to be a fun episode. Uh, I, I'm so... I'm, I'm laughing so hard, I, I lost track of what the hell I'm supposed to be doing. Updated trophy counts. I am level 33 total trophies of... 8,299 with a plaque count of 77. Soon to be 78 and 79 and 80. But we're going to get into that later. Alex is a level 29 total trophies of 6,269 with 92 platinums in 91 games. Yield. I am a level 25 with the trophy count of 4,768 and a platinum count of 71. Mr. Steven. I'm at level 14. What? I got 1,740 trophies. What? And I got four platinums. And that's the bottom line. Because Stone Cold said so. Yield. Yeah. I'm not going to be able to do this episode. (laughs) Oh, yeah, you can. All right, all right, all right, all right. I'm done, I'm done, I'm done. Yeah. Sid (laughs) is level 26. Told trophies of... 5,391 with 66 Platinums. 
Sorry, I'm smoking and laughing at the same time. It's not a good mix. Uh, let's get into what we're playing. I'm going to start off. The only thing I played all week was Uncharted The Lost Legacy. Yeah, how is that? Okay. Your, uh, your, your loving brother who has gone everyone's golf crazy on Facebook. Um, Homer, it ain't a hole-in-one when you have to use a tornado to get it in the cup. Just saying that. Uh, it, he asked me, how does it compare to the other Uncharted games? And it's not a fair comparison because it's, it's very much like the other, uh, other Uncharted games, but it's also very different. Because like, of the dynamic of Cleo and Nadine? Chloe, yes. Yes. <laughs> we're not, we're not Don't telling fortunes Cleo. over here. <laughs> yeah, we're not telling fortunes over here. Oh, uh, my bad. I'm, I'm just... Waiting until he says Shuhei later in the show. No, I refuse to say that. <laughs> um, yeah, the dynamic between them is different. I mean, uh, it, it's a good game. Don't get me wrong. Uh, I did admit that Alex was right. <laughs> but uh, it, overall, it's a great game. Uh, it only took me about eight, nine hours to beat it. I'm doing my crushing playthrough now. Uh, but while I'm doing my question playthrough, um, uh, trying to go back and get all the collectibles, which it's not, it's not too bad cause it's pretty much simple. And as I talked about in last week's episode, it's it, with that bracelet, it makes it very simple to find all the treasures. So, uh, yeah, that's the only thing I've been playing all week. Uh, I, I, I don't want to infringe on Sophie's trophies, but there is one trophy in this game that. Uh, I don't know how people are getting, but obviously uh, a good friend of the show, Pac-Man Polar Bear, uh, he's gotten the platinum in the game. So obviously it's been done. Uh, there are nine chapters with... Uh, actually, there's 11 chapters, but nine story chapters. There's an epilogue and... Uh, what's What do you call it at the end of the show? A- end of something. That's not the epilogue. Yeah. Uh, or, yeah no, it's, it's, the, pre- it's prologue the prelude and, epilogue. and the... Uh, there you go. Um, but you have to, there's a trophy in the game that you have to go from the start of the game to middle of the fifth chapter where you're not allowed to fire a gun or have any kind of explosion at all. Okay. That doesn't seem too hard unless, unless the, unless your uh, NPCs will accidentally blow something up, then it, then it's just a matter of <sighs> luck. Well, no, if, if. If, because you're playing this Chloe, if Nadine kills somebody, yeah, it doesn't it doesn't affect it. Well, it shouldn't because you didn't pull the trigger, right? But uh, without spoiling the game, we all know Uncharted games. Well, yeah, there it, are, it, it, it's a bullet sponge, right? There are certain enemies that you can't just go up and melee, not until you shoot their helmet off. Correct, or have That's their helmet shot off. And since you're not allowed to shoot the helmet off, how are you supposed to melee these people? Well, I guess you would have to wait until uh, your NPC did it. Or you sneak around behind them. That doesn't work. That don't work? I thought you could still choke them out. Nope. You still have to to knock the helmet off first. Well, then I don't know. But you probably said it on easy. It doesn't take very many shots. The helmet comes off and then you go whoop them. I, I, well, there is an explorer mode, which is basically uh, easier than easy. So, 
Super easy, yeah. So, we're going to check it out. Uh, Yield, what have you been playing, buddy? So, let's see here. Let me bring up my trophy list. So, so professional. What? So professional? So, I know. You're so professional. So, I've been playing some Mad Max. Jumped back into Rocket League. and been playing some Rocket League. I should play some more this weekend for the double drop weekend. Um, been playing some Everybody's Golf, some Horizon Zero Dawn. Got uh, Somebody got a hold of me from PlayStationTrophies.org to boost some Starhawk. So we jumped back. I jumped back into Starhawk and was uh, trying to knock out my multiplayer trophies to get the platinum in that game. So that's what I've been playing lately. And Steven? Uh, well, uh, as I had told you guys offline, uh, I haven't turned on my PS4 since my daughter's born, but I did play my Vita. I booted up Persona 4 Golden again. Uh, just played a few hours of that, but I've also been playing on my, my other de- my other handheld device uh, for a while. I just got Pillars of Eternity for PS4, so I'm looking to boot that up tonight. So hopefully by the next show, I'll have something to say about that one. All right, before we actually get into the show proper and, uh, you know, give you the news and whatnot... Uh, I just personally like to say everybody here at Proven Gamer sends their uh, thoughts and prayers out to everybody affected with uh, Hurricane Harvey. Uh, we personally uh, are going to be doing a 12-hour stream on a date that we have to set up in which all donation bits and subs of that day, are that money is solely going to go straight into uh, Harvey Relief and we're going to donate all that money. So please pay attention to all the social medias and whatnot because once we figure out the day we're going to do it, uh, we'd like to, a big turnout. And like I said, all the money that we're going to earn on those that day during that 12-hour stream, which is going to include me and possibly other uh, Proving Gamer personalities uh, streaming, all that money is going to go to Harvey Relief. So if you are down in Texas and in that area, please know that we're all thinking about you. All right, so now that we're done with all that sad news, let's get into the news. The first bit of news is the PlayStation Plus games, which are out by the time you're hearing this, have been announced. Uh, If for some reason you live under a rock and you have not heard, the following games are going to be free for PlayStation Plus in the month of September. Starting on the Vita, which are both crossed by with the PlayStation 4, you got Hato Boyfriend and We Are Doomed. For the PS3, you're going to be getting Handball 2016 and Truck Racer. And for the PlayStation 4, you're going to be getting Strike Vector EX and Infamous Second Son. That's a good one. So, there are your games for PlayStation Plus. Also, you thought I was done, didn't you, Yield? I guess so. You thought I was done. You were done. You thought I was done, too. No, I, I never think you're done. We're also we're getting a PlayStation VR game for free. What? Woo! For all for all those three people who own VR, good job. Oh. You guys are special. <laughs> PlayStation VR exclusive rigs, mechanized combat will also be free from September fifth through November seventh. Just so in case, you are... just in case you three people aren't online at the same time. I hate you so much, Yield. <laughs> okay, the uh, four people who own a VR will be online at the same time. 
Uh, Yield, are you doing anything on September 19th? Ah, September 19th. Let me sit here, September. Let me pull out my handy-dandy calendar. Let's look through here. The 19th is a Tuesday. I'll be at work. At 3 a.m.? No, I'll probably be playing Hot Shots or something else. Well, maybe at 3 a.m. on the 19th, you can turn to your computer because Sony has announced a PlayStation press conference for the for TGS. Oh, so they're actually going to show Death Stranding. Relax. Let's not get crazy. Prior to the start of TGS, Sony Interactive Entertainment Japan Asia will hold a PlayStation press conference in Japan on Tuesday, September 19th. According to Sony's announcement, the Japanese PlayStation blog... The briefing will take place on September 19th at 4 p.m. Japan Standard Time, which is 12 a.m. Pacific Time, 3 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. in the U.K., and 5 p.m. in AET, which I don't know what that is. Is that Asia? Australian? Australian? Good day, mate. I'm sorry. I, I don't know what AET is. Uh, he for those home. who aren't... For those people that are unable to attend the conference, Sony will live stream the event. My ass will be sleeping. Yeah. You got you guys are just giving great give and go this episode. I am we just are, making sure you're we? finished. It's, I'm making sure you're finished talking. I don't want to cut you off. Man. <laughs> great give and go. Three in the morning. Maybe it, come on, man. Like all right. That's when I'm get, I'm getting off work then. Four okay, so four four p.m. They couldn't do this at like seven p.m. Their time, local time, like that could have been at least you know I could get up a little or whatever. I could stream it on my phone while I'm you know setting up at work. That kind of sucks, but whatever. Maybe at TGS they're gonna talk a little bit more about the next thing that we have. They they announced. PlayStation 1-inspired Crystal DualShock 4 controllers are coming to the PlayStation 4 this October. Love these. Absolutely love these things. Following a limited release last year, the PlayStation announced in a blog post that translucent crystal versions of the updated DualShock 4 controllers will be releasing. Translucent aside, these controllers are essentially identical to the current iteration of the DualShocks. They are the latest modification to Sony's controllers, which feature a redesigned touchpad on which a second light bar is located to provide players with in-game cues. In addition, the classic crystal version, Sony announced that a red and blue varieties, which are identically translucent but feature a splash of color. These are some. There are some regional restrictions. However, UK players aren't getting the red or blue options, and will have to settle for the classic crystal one, where players in Russia aren't getting any translucent colors at all. All these, all these controllers will be launching on October seventeenth. There's such a throwback that just doing that stuff. It reminds me of like, I mean, obviously PlayStation did that, and I and I believe I had the clear crystal one, but I used to get all the clear controllers for like nintendo 64 they had like the purple one and they had the orange one and the green one i used to get all of those controllers i love that stuff i don't know why now, it's pretty stupid but now, love it. now yield if you had the money and you were going to buy a controller which one would you get uh i'm debating about getting the red one i've got the, i've gotten the blue one for the two and the three and i might get the red one this time around 
Because the blue one, at least in the picture, looked more like a teal color. It didn't really look like the true blue one. Yeah, I think I would probably go... Um, I think I'd probably just go the clear, the plain clear, but I don't know. I'll have to see them in person, like look at them in the package. Because uh, the red one could, could look a little bit more like pale, and I don't, I don't really want that. I, w I would rather it pop, so I'd probably just go with the clear one. Alright, it wasn't in the post that I previously read, so I had to look it up again. If, for some reason, you were looking to buy all three, you're going to have to go to three different stores. Yeah, because oh. the clear... GameStop's got the clear one exclusively, and I didn't see... Target's probably got the red one, and Walmart's probably got the blue one. You're damn close. Oh, okay. Best Buy. The, cri the, blue. the Yeah, Crystal is going to be at GameStop's, EB Games in Canada. The blue Crystal is going to be at Walmart, Ooh. and the red Crystal will be at Best Buy. Oh, okay, the red. Oh, Best really? Nice. Best Buy. That's surprising. Best Buy gets the, gets the victory. So... The, these are exclusive to those, so you have to go to those stores, or I, mean, I guess you can uh, go to or their online, online stores. And yeah, yes. that must be why that must be why Russia is not getting them, right? Because those stores don't probably. Exist there. <laughs> see, I see, I, I I had saw that GameStop was getting the crystal blue, the crystal one. They announced it before I saw PlayStation's announcement. So. uh... The good news is, if you wanted to go to Amazon, you could probably get all three of them. Third-party sellers. That's now, true. Stephen, if you did want to go to Amazon, what should you do first before going to Amazon? Well, I think you should go to ProvenGamer.com and click on an Amazon.com ad that way, and just do your shopping like normal. Because when you do that, ProvenGamer.com gets a little kickback. You don't. It doesn't cost you any additional money, and it helps out the site tremendously. You could also order a cheaper PlayStation VR bundle because apparently Sony's only sold three of them in the world. Four. I'll go four. Okay. According to the PlayStation blog, the bundle will be available across the U.S. and Canada and is priced at $399. It is going to include a Sony PlayStation VR uh, headset along with the PlayStation camera. So essentially, this new bundle is giving you the camera for free. The camera is used is required to use the VR headset and has largely sold separately outside of retailer-specific bundles, and the original launch day bundle revealed that VR headset ahead of its launch last year. The bundle will now be taking place take taking the place of the existing uh, $400 package, which only came with the headset and necessary cables, and it will start arriving in stores currently. It's out right now. Sony has also cut the price of the VR Worlds bundle, which offers the headset, the camera, a copy of PlayStation VR Worlds, and two PlayStation Move controllers by $50, and now only costs $450 in the U.S. and $580 in Canada. As one of the so. as one of the four people that has it, Tricky, um, do you <laughs> do you need two Move controllers to use VR all the time, or do some games require one? Some I, I know that some require like the controller, the regular uh, DualShock Four. But um, what's the story with the Move controllers? It's it really depends on the the developer of the game what they decided. Uh, like for take for example. Um, <sighs> The Batman one, VR yeah. or something. Arkham VR or whatever the hell it's called. Arkham VR, thank you. Yeah. Uh, you can play it both with the controller okay. and the and the tool, do, uh, the tool moves. Mm -hmm. Personally, I recommend using the moves. Yeah. Because it's, it's so much better that way. I have one move controller, and I already have the camera. Um, 
So if I was ever to pick up a VR set, I wouldn't need to necessarily rush to get a second move controller. Well, do you have the old camera or do you have the new camera? I have the new one. Okay. Uh, I was going to say, if you don't have the new one, because uh, in my case, like I have a, um, I have two PlayStation 4s, and the, play- the, the camera is attached to the PlayStation that's in front of me, and my daughter wanted to play... Uh, just dance today, and I couldn't because the the camera was attached to this one, and it's too widely put into my desk that I couldn't just disconnect it and right. give it to her. So uh, when I when I got my move, I already had the camera. I just need the uh, excuse me. When I got the VR, I just had to buy one move controller because I already had the camera. So, cool. but you can go on and get a PS3 move, and it only costs you like thirty bucks. Yeah, the reason why I got the new camera is because I think it was, like, right after it came out. This is way before VR. It was, like, it. Uh, I think Best Buy slashed the price to, like, $40 or something like that. Yeah. Um. So I picked one up. I didn't really need it for anything. I just kind of plugged it in, and that, that was really the end of it. Now it's just sitting in a drawer. So if ever I get my Vertigo under control, I would love to try VR. So knowing that I have half the components I need ahead of the game, you know, is encouraging. Have you ever tried the PlayStation VR at all? Nope. Nope. I've never been blessed to be in the same room as a VR um, yet. And uh, Well, you know that any time you could just drive here and try mine out. I would love to do that. we gotta, we got to set a play date. Play date. <laughs> you can bring over Sweet Mama P. Indeed. Uh, but if you do get a VR, I have some good news for you because two games will be coming out for the VR, and it comes from a developer that we all like. Supermassive Games has confirmed its latest PlayStation VR offerings. The Impatient and Bravo team will be released on November 21st and December 5th, respectively. So that means Impatient is November 21st, Bravo team is December 5th. If you don't know who Supermassive Games is, they are the studio that's behind Until Dawn and the on-rails VR shooter Until Dawn Rush of Blood. So, One of the best PS4 games I've played. Yes, I'm looking very looking forward to these two. Uh, so if you guys don't know what the Impatient or Bravo team is, allow me to tell you. The Impatient is a psychological horror game based on the Blackwood Sanitarium from Until Dawn. The game will take players back to the 1950s to relieve the institution's final days while playing as a character with absolutely no memory of how he got there. As players explore the grounds in an attempt to rebuild the character's memories, quote, your decisions and actions will determine the fate of the people you meet. Unquote, just like Until Dawn. So that's a good little uh, side story to Until Dawn. And Bravo Team is a single or two-player co-op first-person shooter based around a military escort mission gone wrong, as well as boasting, quote, intense combat, end quote, and a, quote, quick thinking and constant communication, end quote. The title is also, but not exclusively, PlayStation VR aim compatible, and you can watch the trailer on ProvingGamer.com. So, those are two games that I'm really looking forward to. Yield, we got to get you a PlayStation VR. No. <laughs> Why not? I'll take Cause. it. I'll, I'll take it, and I will video myself playing it, and then it'll just be uh, ProvenGamer.com presents Batchild27, The Vomit Files. Yield, why, do, why are you so against the VR? Uh, because it's just like the move. It's a gimmick. Uh, until they start actually making some games for it, 
it's it's all still tech stuff. You you know what I watched? Um, there's an app on the PlayStation VR, and I didn't know this at the time. And this is actually pretty damn cool because I actually said this when the VR was coming out. Guess what I watched in VR that I thought was pretty freaking cool? A sport of some kind. Yes. Ooh, that was a random guess. Soccer? Nope. NASCAR? Nope. Golf? Nope. Baseball? <laughs> You're just going to keep guessing? Yep. <laughs> uh, I'll give you a clue. It rolls with the theme of this episode. Oh. Nope. Uh. Uh. Miss. Muffet. Money. In. Wrestling? Yes. Really? I watched the Miss Money in the Bank match from start to finish. Really? In PlayStation VR. Wow. What was that like? That was so insane. Like, they, where are you? Are you just, like, in front of the barricade? On, on, on the four corners of the ring. Oh, yeah. Yes, you know, I do you, remember them doing that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's I, cool. And you can switch between which camera angle you want. So, if somebody's fighting on the outside, you're basically, you're sitting on... One of the four corners. Right. And you can look all the way around. It's 360. And, like, if you're in this corner, and I know listeners, you can't see this. If you're in this corner, mm-hmm. where the uh, announce tables are over here. To your right. And somebody's about, to go, somebody's about to go through the table. You can switch to the far corner. Right. To watch them go through the table right there. That's cool. That is actually really cool. That's what I think VR is meant for. I think VR is meant for sports, concerts, uh, destination stuff, virtual tours. Like I, I really think that's like the su- imagine, imagine NASCAR doing VR where they put a VR. I mean, it's really expensive because you know you could crash and the whole friggin' thing could go up in flames. But if they could figure out a cheap way to do, put a, a mount a camera on like the helmet or something like that's that could that's that capable and you could just sit there in the friggin' cockpit and just <laughs> be going 300 mile an hour or whatever forget cockpit i'd rather have the roof cam yeah well they they already have cameras that do that because as you watch in the race they can turn the camera yeah but i'm wondering if that's the same technology as far as like money wise like i don't know if doing actual vr costs more money in, in the camera like if it has to be a little bit better i don't know but I mean, I mean, I'm I'm no developer, but I would assume that it's probably they use the same camera, just the the program to bring it to the VR. I guess it's got to be the same. I mean, it can't be that that difficult to accomplish. So, uh, Yield, did you like Game of Thrones on Telltale? I haven't played it yet because I wanted to kind of watch some of the seasons, so that way I would know what was going on. Well, you 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 might have uh, some more time to wait, uh, because or because Telltale Game of Thrones season two is currently quote on hold. Oh, that's all right. It's not, it's not one of my uh, top games of theirs anyway. Uh, it might be a while before we see the next Game of Thrones series. In recent comments from Telltale creative. Head job staffer are any indication when asked by Eurogamer if season two of Game of Thrones series will be released next year alongside the recently announced second season of The Wolf Among Us. Staffer replied, uh, no, not after 
Not long after the conclusion of the first season, we said we'd be continuing, and we had designs on the future of Telltale's Game of Thrones. Right now, that's on hold. Stafford went on to note that while a second season has not been formally announced, fans should not shouldn't take that to mean a second season will never happen. As of right now, Telltale uh, says, we're anxious to get back into Wolf Among Us, Walking Dead, and Batman to see where things go with the narrative of Game of Thrones show before we really come back to the table with something we're re- really excited about. With regard to whether or not Telltale plans to wait until Season 8 airs to see how the show concludes before continuing their adventure series, Stafford said, right now we're back in the huge... Right, right now we're back into being huge Game of Thrones fans, so for us to say what will be the best to follow up, that first season, and when that's going to happen, it's too soon to say. And well, considering if anybody getting... cares... Go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say, well, they, well, better, just... I was, they better hurry up because, I mean, they're getting ready to go into the last season of the show. So if they're basing it off of that... Yeah, but they're, uh, taking, you... they're taking a year off from the show. So the, yeah. the final season yeah, is just... two years away. <laughs> I was just about to oh, say, when you cut okay. me off, I was about to say the final season of... Uh, Series is potentially not airing until 2019. Oh, okay. Well, they've got time then. Yes. Plenty of time. All right. So our last bit of news before we go into our topic of the week is a little bit of a sad story with uh, a happy ending. Uh, I'm going to read the article in full because I don't know the full details, and I figured this will probably explain to you. In an article on IGN uh, written by Seth Macy... Uh, Middle-Earth Shadow of War developer is memorialized with a DLC character. Uh, Shadow of Earth, uh, Middle-Earth Shadow of War executive producer Michael Forgery lost his battle with cancer at the last year at the age of 43. To help ease the burden on his surviving family as a way to honor his enthusiasm for both his work and playing music, WB is offering a DLC character in his likeness. The $5 download adds Fourth Hog, Orc Slayer, to the game, named after the monolith band in which Forger, For, Forgery was a I'm sorry if I'm butchering the guy's name. I'm not trying. Uh, he was a member. The Orc Slayer shows up at random intervals, uh, one hit destroying whichever orc your character is currently facing. Fourth Hog wields a weaponized guitar, using it to melee and utterly destroy orc opponents. The game's caption refers to him as the mysterious savior in the v- video trailer for the DLC. Now, the good news is every time somebody buys the DLC, WB Games will donate 350 of the money to Forgery's spouse and three surviving children. The offer is good through December 31st, 2019, and the character can be pre-purchased right now for both PC and Xbox One versions of the game. He will be available to purchase when the PS4 version arrives next month. It should be pointed out that the donation might not be valid depending on which U.S. state you live in, as there are six states in which offer the offer is not valid, and uh, IGN has reached out to WB Games to see if any other territories are left out. So, this is the second time we've seen a game dev honor somebody else as a character in-game. Yield, let's go to you, because you've been kind of quiet this episode. How do you feel about uh, developers doing this and you know is, is WB doing the right thing with this well I think it's pretty cool I mean you know the guy you know it, it wasn't like Borderlands where it was just you know a you know a a big fan of the series and they did that to honor the fan I mean this was a guy that they worked with you know he was a producer uh, uh, on the game 
So I think it's really cool. You know, it not only honors, you know, his memory for the coworkers and the family, but then they're taking portions of the DLC and giving it back to the family. So I think it's a, it, it, it's a win-win. I think it, uh, it's a very, it's a very sweet thing to do. Um, and I will support it. I really, I'm looking forward to shadow of war a lot, so I will definitely be supporting this. Uh, I'll download that character. It's really cool. The, the whole guitar thing, like that's, that's just, that's really kick ass. Um, so I, you know, I think it's a really, really sweet thing to do for, for that family. And uh, it'll live on uh, pretty much forever. So, it's cool. Yeah, I don't, I don't plan on buying the game. Uh, I did buy the first game. Really? And, the uh, second I, game looks awesome, especially how you can recruit your own yeah, but see, group of people. I, see, I, I didn't play the first game. Oh, I have so, it. I, I have it. I just haven't put it in yet. Oh, I'm so working. It's in, it's in my backlog. See, I'm, I'm not a Lord of the Rings fan. And this, I mean... Yes, this is using the Lord of the Rings name, but I don't think this is really a Lord of the Ring game. Not really. Um, but but with that being said, like I got the first game, I, I'm interested in playing it, but just until I play the first game and grow some attachment to it, I really don't have an interest in this. But regardless, I'm still going to buy the character just to help out. Uh, some things that I heard is that uh, with some states uh, not being able to use the donation, it's... Uh, it's based on the state itself and their charity laws. Yeah, it's not WB turning around and saying, "Well, we're not going to do it for these six states." This is the states themselves saying that they can't donate the money because it came from their state, and that's also applying to certain other countries. Because from what I hear, only the the characters in the United States in the forty four states are uh, can uh, put the three fifty towards the the spouse and the three children. The other countries and those six states, uh, their laws dictate that WB is not allowed to use the money to go to charity. Yeah, well, it is what it is. They, it's, it's not that they, big what, what, what they don't know won't hurt them. <laughs> well, I'm sure w, Warner Brothers is not going to jeopardize themselves. I'm sure it's a tax thing, too. I'm sure there's some stupid tax code they have to avoid and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. All right, let's move on. Uh, the next thing we have uh, is our Sophie's Trophy. So, Sid, take it away. Hey, guys. How you all doing? Um, Sid here again with Episode 9 of Sophie's Trophies. Um, now, before I start this week, I just want to address something that Tricky said on Fireside Chat 5 um, with regards to somebody messaging him about his daughter. Um, now, we all have opinions on things, and we all like what we like shall I say um, and sometimes people don't like what you like and I just want to say you know that message somebody sent to Tricky that's not on I have kids um, I would do anything for my kids and you know that really affected me that one um, so I just want to say don't be dicks anybody you know if I say something doing this that people don't agree with just send me a message say I don't agree with this and say why um, you know what I mean uh, sorry guys it's, it just got to me that one did so I totally see where Tricky's coming from you don't do that um, you don't disparage people you don't be rude to people um, it's, it's not how it's done um, we do this because 
we think it's fun and we hope that people like listening to our opinions. Um, if you don't, feel free to tell us, but do it in a constructive way. So, um, yeah, sorry about that. It's just been on my mind all day since I listened to it at work. Um, so, next, um, I just want to say congratulations to Kalai and Corey and Joe for Game Stuff Podcast. Um, if you haven't listened to it, it's on the Proving Gamer Network. Um, they're doing a really good job over there. Um, it's well worth a listen to, so well done, guys. Uh, keep it up. And third is uh, Stephen. And I think it's Andy. I could be wrong. I hope I'm not wrong. But they're doing the Nintendo Dual Screens podcast. Again, another great podcast. Well worth a listen. So go over there and listen to that. Um, so this week, um, I think I'm just going to talk about Overcooked. For the simple reason that my partner Mandy doesn't play games. She's never been a big gamer. Um, she plays The Sims, but sporadically on and off. Um, but with Overcooked, we found a game that we both enjoy. Um, think Diner Dash or something like that. It's kind of a Facebook-type game, that, that kind of thing. Um, although it plays a lot better. You just prepare meals and get them out the door for the customers in a set time. Um, the trophy list is quite an easy one to do, really. It's more getting through the levels, getting three stars on each level. Um, Hero of Time is uh, 10.3, very rare. Uh, that's complete the game. Um, and, you know, there's there's nothing major to it. Um, all the trimmings be awarded three stars in every kitchen. Things like that. It's a very simple game, very worth playing. And great for somebody who isn't really into games. Um, so, yeah, that's it for this week. Sorry for the little rant, guys, and sorry I'm a bit preoccupied. I'm going on holiday in two days, so... You know, hey Dave at work if you listen to this while I'm away. Um, so yeah, thanks a lot guys. If you, if you have any comments or anything, like I say, feel free to get in touch. Um, but, you know, like Tricky says, you know, don't be dicks. Nobody. Nobody deserves that. So Tricky, I feel for you for that one, mate. Um, so yeah, get in touch with me, Sidders1978 on PSN uh, or through the Facebook page, uh, Trophy Horse. Or Sid at ProvingGamer.com. So yeah, thanks a lot guys. Thanks for listening and I'll talk to you soon. Keep getting those trophies. Bye. Alright, we're back. Thank you Sid for that Sophie's Trophy. Alright, so our topic of the week. Now, uh, a little bit of uh, disclaimer here. This last couple of weeks that I've been putting the agenda together, I've been taking the top of the week and I've been directly stealing the question from uh, the kind of funny games daily questions they send. Blast and it's, but I'm not I'm not stealing it because I can't come up with an idea. That's I'm exactly why he's stealing it. No, no, I'm no. Ste- I'm stealing it because they are very interesting questions that I'd like to hear you guys' opinions on. And the the one we have this week is should esports be an Olympic sport? No. And should medals should be given away. Now, you already heard your snap answer. But the 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 reason this is a question is because it was proposed that Overwatch become an esport in the Olympics. Now, I'm not I'm not advocating for Overwatch because there are there are pros and cons 
to every single game. Uh, the Olympic Committee has said that they are evaluating it, but they don't know how to proceed because they don't want games that are overly violent and show blood and gore and stuff like that to be a part of the Olympics. So in that case, Overwatch, which is a shooter, but it doesn't have blood and gore and stuff like that, so it, it is to be evaluated as a possible Olympic sport. Also, what was pointed out on the Games Daily Show was that games like Overwatch, where the Olympics are basically every four years. I mean, we have Olympics every two years, but the Summer Olympics is every four years. If we make Overwatch an eSport in the Olympics, come four years later, the game may not be relevant. Exactly. So how do you keep it going is part of the question. And should we make eSports? Because gamers gamers that compete in these eSports, they can, and I, I'm not advocating for this, they can be considered athletes. No. Because of the amount of training they go through, no. the amount of endurance and whatnot, I, no. I, I, I yield. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just putting, I'm putting the arguments out there. I'm not I, saying I, this. I, I know, and, I, and and I'm an anti-aircraft gun, and I'm shooting everyone down. Uh, so with that being said, they could be considered athletes because of the endurance and the training they go through. Training. I, All you do is keep playing a video game over listen. and over again. Listen, then why instead of video games, why don't we just do like Trivial Pursuit as an yeah. Olympic sport? Like, why don't we do uh, uh, Shakespeare uh, soliloquy recitals as an Olympic sport? Like, it, that this is this is comp- like what they sh- what they should do instead is do an esports Olympics, do its own thing. There, there you go. Do do their own thing, and instead of saying, okay, this is the Overwatch uh, uh, category, instead of doing that, do shooter, do. Uh, different you know sports do puzzle games do whatever and then have those games change with the times in two years say oh, oh overwatch is no like there's this new game that's the next best thing okay for in six months the the olympic the shooter game is going to be overwatch 2 whatever okay i, I just think i think it's stupid it's such a the olympics are a are a testament to the physical to the to the physical body it is what the phys- the human body can can do and and in in its capacity it's that's what how this all started having people sit down in front of a tv and well hold on hold on i got to cut you off the the olympics started because in ancient times when people were not at war they created the olympics to basically Keep themselves occupied. Well, let's to compete let's against each other. Put it in the context of the modern Olympics, because modern Olympics is really is not that old. The the modern way they do Olympics as a as a global competition. I, I I get what you're saying. You know what I mean? Like it's just it's a testament to the human to the human condition and the human spirit and like all that stuff. Like like I said, like I mean, it's just mental capacity and mental skill and all that stuff. That's part of the Olympics, but it's not the only part of the Olympics. Like. Doing a triathlon is insane. Um, I can never do that. Would I? I would love to be to be able to compete in the Olympics and play a video game to do it. I think it, that that would be a really cool thing. But I have the hindsight to say like that's kind of it's a slap in the face to the athletes is what it is. To be to be quite frank with you, 
Um, there are people that train their entire lives and not, and they don't sit there and play a game to train. They don't, you know, you know, whatever it is, they physically have to transform their bodies and give themselves the endurance to run, you know, marathons and swim across, uh, rivers and, or, or along rivers and oceans and like all this, it's, it, that's not, the Olympics are for sports, not for games. You know what I mean? That's that's just how I so, feel. All right, yield. I don't disagree with anything Stephen said. It, it, you're, you're, I mean, I'm hard pressed, really hard pressed, to say that an esports competitor is a is an athlete. I mean, you're you're sitting there and you're playing games and you're making a ridiculous amount of money because you for went working and decided to play video games you'll play one particular video game you know hours upon hours of time which i mean if you can make a living at that bravo but no you I shouldn't that- be in olympics if if you it, like steven said if 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 people want to have some kind of global competition, then push esports to do some kind of Olympic thing in their area. Right. I mean, I'm 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 sick to the point of seeing esports on regular TV. I just, I'm just no, like really that that doesn't bother me at all. Like I, I it's something I, I mean I've been playing games my whole life, so like it's actually kind of cool to see that like the the thing that was once you know looked at to as, be on a global scale yeah it was once looked at, like i i'm old enough where i remember somebody saying you're a loser you just sit there and play video games like i remember when that was something that was said um and it wasn't really that long ago it really was until like maybe xbox and halo came out that things started to really change but i you know i remember those times so seeing that on the big on the big stage is actually kind of amazing to me it's just, it's it's amazing in the same way that i'm i get to see a, a new marvel movie every three or four months like that's it just blows my mind that that nerd culture that, that for lack of a better term that is, is true that is true but i like to look at it as i was playing video games before it was cool yeah <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah and, 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 i mean you, you get my point now all of a sudden that's the cool thing to do and everybody wants to do it no look at me i'm a gamer N- no you're not See, I I don't disagree with you guys. Like, I don't think that esports should be an Olympic sport, but there is something to the argument that these guys are. Depending on your your definition of an athlete, these guys are athletes. No, they, they're not. Like, li- listen, there. Well, there there is no the same. There the are same, no two definitions the, of athlete, though. They're, well, an athlete is well, derivative my, of the word athletic, you know. Right, but see, my, my point be my point being, and this is a little bit of a stretch. So I, I want you guys to go on a walk with me here, and I promise you, I will, I will bring it home. All right, let's hold hands. There are people out there that will say that NASCAR drivers are not athletes. Agreed. And the argument to that is that they're sitting in a car. Driving in circles for 500 miles. Yield, you know just as much as I know that a NASCAR driver is an athlete because of the amount of things they have to deal with. The, the endurance, the heat, 
the whiplash, the G-forces. There's so much more that goes into driving that car for 500 miles than just sitting behind a car f- for 500, 500 miles. miles. So, with that being said, there is something to the argument that esport players are athletes because they do amount of training. They they are playing that game over and over again to learn the secrets, to learn the maps, to learn the triggers, to learn the the guns, how they shoot, to learn the angles, and there there is work and training behind it. And to be able to sit there for that many hours to to practice to quote unquote train, there is somewhat of an argument to say they are athletes. That's all I'm saying. I'm not saying they are athletes. I'm not I'm not trying to convince you. All I'm saying is there is something to that argument. I think in the in, in okay. You know I, what? Yeah, I'm a yes. podcast athlete, doggone it. I think that it <laughs> I think that you not you specifically. I think that argument is it's a it's a stretch to make that that type of argument because you you're assuming that there is no difference between a sport and a game. Athletes play well, athletes play sports, and players play games. Well, okay, look at another game that has been constantly tried to get into the Olympics and never succeeded. Chess is chess a sport or is chess a game? Chess it's is a game. game. There is no. So would you would you have a problem with mental acumen? Aside from mental acumen, there is no require. There is no. um, There's there's no. I guess requirement to play the game of chess. There, an athletic competition has put pits physical, physical um um competition physicality mixed with mental capacity and 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 uh, mental skill and mental challenge puts them together, and that's what that's what makes a sport. Um, there are a lot of arguments against whether golf is a sport or whether baseball is a sport. Well, it is because in order to hit a baseball at one one hundredth, you, you have one one hundredth of a second to make the decision to swing a baseball bat. Then you have to combine your your hand eye coordination, your strength, your speed, and and your stamina to you know swing a bat multiple times in an at bat. You have to you know then do that and then hit the ball. Now that ball needs to be played by another athlete that needs to have the you know, response time, this, that, and the other thing. Like that's that's physical ability. That's using your 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 body. Now, if you want to make that argument and say that the response time of a first-person shooter, you need, you know, you have one one hundredth of a second to, you know, make a snap decision to shoot somebody in a game. That's fine, but that's using one that's using one aspect of of what makes an athlete. Now, if you say, all right, we're gonna make Overwatch a, a, an Olympic sport, but as you're playing Overwatch, you have to run on a treadmill f- as fast as your character is running, and you have to wear a VR helmet, and you're like in that world, and you're on a 360 treadmill. All right, maybe at that point you're kind of an athlete, but I don't know, man. Like it, it just there's a very, very there there's a distinct line in the sand for me that th- what the Olympics should be. Um, but like I had said before, the easiest fix for this is an eSports Olympics would be perfect. Uh, ESO, you know, have it, uh, have it happen in between summer and winter Olympics, maybe like in every, every three years thing. or I don't know how the math would work, but <clears throat> excuse me. Um, but yeah, I think, I think that would be really cool because there, it is – I'm not taking away the fact that what they're doing is special because it really is. Like some of these guys are just absolutely ridiculous. Ridiculous. The amount of work that they put in to be to be the best at at 
a very specific game in a very specific genre in a very niche and very specific and uh, form of entertainment like that is that is very special but you can't I don't, I don't think you could say that you know somebody who's good at overwatch uh, should be competing in the same competition as somebody that could lift 650 pounds I don't know that's my two cents I, I like. I mean, I listen. Let me, let me be clear, because I, I I am playing the devil's advocate. You're the host. Here. You're the host. You're doing what you're supposed to do. I don't think esports should be an Olympic sport. I. I well, you know what? I I, I don't you. disagree with you, Stephen. What you're saying that like sports should be a physical activity, right? But you know. There's so many, like, there's so many factors to also the argument is also, like, as I was bringing up the topic, I I said Overwatch as a potential game because that's the the forerunner that everybody's really supporting. And it's a good example, too. It's a good example. Uh, As I pointed out, one, Overwatch may not be relevant in four years. It probably is going to be. I mean, let's not... We we know the way video games works. Like, Counter-Strike... It's still going. Okay? So, but it's also like, okay, we're going to make Overwatch an Olympic sport. Let's, let's just say argument comes out, Olympic Committee says Overwatch is an Olympic sport. So, okay, four years, it's still relevant. Eight years, it's still relevant. Twelve years from now, Overwatch 2 comes out. Overwatch 2 does not play the same way Overwatch does. So now what do you do? Because the standards in the games are going to change, and they're going to change through the developer. Are you going to have to make a, a Olympic game developer that's solely going to make games for an Olympic sport? I mean, that's that's where the craziness gets involved in this. Is like, what are the standards for an Olympic game? And And... Are you going to have to form a committee of game developers that says, okay, you need to develop this game for the Olympics? And that's going to be the standard game going forward. I mean, sure enough, we can't play Mario Sonic at the Olympics. No, it's uh, the, 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 the easiest answer to that is no, don't do something like that. It's not worth it, and it's, not, and it's a stupid idea. <laughs> Wait, you know what? Wait, I just had an idea. I have to... I have to perfect game the perfect video game for Olympic sport and I guarantee you all three of us played it world class track meet on the power pad <laughs> yeah n- no I'd rather just run on a track why Why? so ever, so everybody can lay on the ground and hit it and run real fast exactly I don't know man I just there's no, there's no, there's no need. There's for no queer. There. Well, the the re, another reason why this was brought up was because of the fact that the demographics for the Olympic viewers, the younger, they're starting to lose younger viewers. So bringing video games into the Olympics is a way to attract younger viewers. You know what will attract younger viewers having world famous 
uh, artists pre perform music acts during the Olympics or, you know, doing something where um, it's not on when it's in a foreign country, it's not on at three o'clock in the morning and you're and then you the just, Internet hasn't already spoiled it. Right. And the news hasn't spoiled it all. Right. The young the younger generation has all the results on their phone. They don't they're not going to be watching the reruns. Or, or of something that happened at three in the morning, they're going to read about it on their phone on their way to school, and that'll be the end of it. Like the way to cater to younger audiences is is not to change the product, but it's to change the presentation of the product. And you can do that very easily. You can have, you know, if, if you want, if you're looking to get those tween uh, kids or whatever, you can have a, a pink or whatever to do a oh on on Thursday. To uh, on the opening ceremonies of Thursday's games, we're gonna have Pink perform a three-song set, and you know, or you know, whatever, you know, j just pick random. Uh, Taylor Swift is gonna be closing out Friday night's uh, event, you know, whatever stuff like that. I could see, you know, say, oh, okay, you know, just tune into that. That'll be cool. I mean, that's that's the reason why a lot of younger kids tune into stuff like you know Conan or or you know, the Tonight Show or stuff like that is, you know, sometimes a host or, or a, a performer that they like is going to be the guest on the show or, or, or a band is playing that they like. I mean, that's what got me into SNL when I was way too young to watch SNL was because bands that I liked were performing on SNL. So I would tune in and then all of a sudden I, you know, fall in love with, with the, the, you know, the show itself. Um, that, I, I think that, that could be one. I mean, we're, we're getting a little off topic, but no, no. You can do... Um, you could have an esports event at the Olympics. Um, you could have the esports Olympics be played at the same time as the Summer Olympics if you want to get in those younger viewers. You could say, "Hey, um, uh, let's pick a uh, swimming or whatever." Or you could have like the uh, Summer Olympics video game be played in between swim meets and have professional esports players play those as like a side thing, but. Putting somebody like that on par with like Michael Phelps, yeah, but see, you're you're all right. I, I get your comparison, but you can't you can't compare somebody like Michael Phelps to Usain Bolt, and yeah, I can. with that you you can't compare. You also can't compare those two to a Sean White because they're all different skill sets. But they're using their. But what they're doing is they're transforming their 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 physical their physical being to be the best at those things. I, and and I don't I don't disagree with you on that. Yeah. So let me be clear. I'm not disagreeing with you. But your what you said is to compare an esports player to somebody that can lift 600 pounds is the same way that you're comparing Michael Phelps, who's a, the best Olympian ever, to Hussein Bolt, who is. The best right runner ever to Sean White, who is the best skiboarder ever. I think you know. It, I think that is a fair comparison. I think that is a fair comparison because what I'm saying is, in a a person who can lift 600 pounds, is you can put that in comparison to the person that can, um, that could run 40 miles because it's the physicality. It's, it's your phys pushing your physical body to the limit. An esports person can be compared to say a jeopardy world champion or a, uh, ch or a chess player or something like that. It's you, you can, you can draw those comparisons. It's like drawing a comparison between Mozart and 
Kurt Cobain. Like, who's to say that they that you can't draw a comparison to the two? They both composed music that was relevant to their times. It was both. Um, they were both completely um, uh, inspirational for for the people, or you know, to the people that they you know were catering to and stuff like that. You absolutely can compare Michael Phelps to uh, Usain Bolt. They're the best at a <laughs> at their respective sport. Um, and again, we're 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 trying to define what a sport is. There's a reason why there's the letter E in front of the word sport when you're describing esports. They're electronic. They're they're a completely different division of what they are. You don't you don't you don't say that swimming is an S sport and weightlifting is a W sport because they are different. They're different events. Like you don't do that. Esports is esports because esports is com- is is completely different from what a sport is it's not a a traditional sport and that that's the other thing olympics are a they're traditional sports it's it's the reason why it's so hard to get um other games on the olympics because it's tradition it's set in a very um a very storied tradition um and who knows man video games could be completely you know, can be completely irrelevant in 30 years. You know what I mean? Like, but running is not going to be irrelevant. Swimming is not going to be irrelevant. All right, let's wrap up the show. Yield, do you have any final comments about this? Nope. (laughs) You're just letting Steven speak for you, huh? Oh, I, yeah. They're not an Olympic sport. They want to do thing, (laughs) do their own thing. End of discussion. (laughs) Fair enough. Uh, Let's close out the show with some housekeeping. Let's clean this shit up. What? <laughs> Yildi should did it again. <laughs> what? ProvingGamer.com is looking for some staff members, looking for some writers, podcasters, videos, news reports, and generalized help with the site. If you're interested in applying, go to ProvingGamer.com, click on the Help Wide tab, and fill out the application, and I will get back to you as soon as possible. While you're there, be sure to check out all of our articles and all of our videos. Speaking of our videos, they can be found on YouTube by doing a search for Official Proving Gamer. Also, you can catch me streaming at twitch.tv backslash provinggamer at random times. Hopefully, we're going to get some streamers going with uh, Kalai and Joe from the GameStuff podcast. Uh, we're going to get them on there. Uh, I'm going to try to get Steven set up too. I would love to uh, do that. Uh, but also, like I said earlier in the show, pay attention to our social medias, uh, get involved because we're going to be doing a 12 hour stream for Harvey relief. Uh, that's going to be announced fairly soon, possibly before the show even airs. So, uh, if you're looking to get a hold of us, there are several ways to get a hold of us. The first one is our phone number yield. What is that phone number? 330-Proven-9. 330-776-8369. You could also send us an email. Steven, what's the email? The email's at ProvenGamer at the thing with the Twitter and the Twit space. TrophyHores at ProvenGamer.com. TrophyHores at ProvenGamer.com. And that's the bottom line. I'm about to check you into the SmackDown Hotel. Mm-hmm. Room 316. <laughs> <sighs> oh, my at, God. At the corner of Know Your Roll Boulevard. And shut your mouth road. Yeah. 
and the Rudy Poo uh, wedding special. Okay, uh, this is getting off the rails. That was a special time to be a wrestling fan, let me tell you. They'll the, never be the attitude, attitude error. The attitude error will never happen again. Ah, uh, never say never. If you want to get a hold of us on Twitter, you can contact the site at Proving Gamer. You can contact the show at your viewers. Contact me at Tricky Mick. You can contact Yield at I Yield to No One. Contact Steven at BatChild27. Contact Alex at Saundersaurus Rex. And you can contact Sid at Sitters. No. Damn it. He did. He emailed us. He told us his, his Twitter. <laughs> Sid, I'm sorry. No, he's We're going to get you next time. We're going to actually put it in the doc so we don't forget it. Yes. Uh, if you listen to this podcast, we greatly appreciate it. But be sure to listen to our other podcast. PG spoilers. Yes, motherfuckers. We did a show. You did? You and, did apparently, and you didn't lose it? No. And the curse has hit proving uh, trophy horse. The, we posted spoilers. And then the next two trophy horse episodes... We had so many problems posted. Yep. See? Should have never done another spoiler. Should have just called it something else. There's, there's apparently... Uh, I've, I've heard through the grapevine, which I don't know exactly uh, the details yet. Not much longer is would a, I be here? There is a rumor that there's another spoilers being uh, planned. Uh, apparently... For what game? Well, this is not a game. There is a spoilers being planned to discuss whether or not Batman versus Superman is a good movie. Well, hang on a second. Now, that is not the the true topic. Now, we would like for it to be that topic. Hold on. Wait hold, a minute. Wait hold a minute. On. But it's no, good. no, no. Wait no. a minute. Wait a minute. I'm gonna read. I'm gonna read the chat. And I'm not gonna use names because I don't want to spoil anybody's opinions to protect the innocent. Some, Somebody put out the question. Anyone here like to talk Batman v Superman? Somebody replied, meh. The original person says, asking because me and Steven were thinking of doing a PG spoilers about it. I don't like it at all. He doesn't mind some parts, but would change a lot. The last of the piece of, last piece of the puzzle is someone who does. So they need somebody who likes the movie. And in which Steven replied, Greg Miller. <laughs> so. Goku's, Goku's it, better than them all, so. No argument from me. So, if you are a fan of the movie Batman v Superman, please come on and debate Matt. Oh, I just spoiled who it was. Uh, Matt and Steven. Uh, they would like to have a discussion Unfortunately, I cannot get into the 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 discussion because I also think it's a bad movie. Well, first off, you need a halfway decent Batman. Hey, Batflack was not bad. I don't know. I haven't seen it. I'm I'm just being the guy that's stirring <laughs> up the crap. You're being the now, natural. Um, there, yeah, there exactly. Is, there, my, there my is whole somebody... argument. My whole argument and the the angle that I'm going to be taking into this PG spoilers is. That there's a foundation there, but I would have done things totally differently uh, from one from from one part of the movie on. So that's going to be kind of like my take on the film because I, I just think you know it was a mess. I don't think it was 
terrible, but it was definitely a mess. Um, well, there's there's somebody in my household that would argue that it was a good movie, but her opinion is biased because she only liked it because it had Wonder Woman in it. And that is 100% a valid reason for liking that movie. Because she was like you one know. of the only redeeming qualities of that movie. You can see her finger right there. <laughs> uh, also, the other podcast is the Smart Marks. Who do those two guys? They do a good uh, wrestling podcast, even though they give us uh, a lot of shit on their show at the end. The Nintendo Dual Screens, which they the Smart Marks argue should be called switching it up. Mm. You guys missed your mark with that one. It's but switching it up could be anything. It could be about anything. It could be about changing the, the swapping wives or or, or 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 switching computer parts or or you know stuff like that. And the other podcast is Game Stuff, which I released a new episode as we were recording. Sweet. All the podcasts can be found on Apple Podcasts, formerly known as iTunes. Stitcher, all your various podcast applications, all your smart devices, Google Play, TuneIn, and uh, apparently, apparently, because we are on iHeartRadio, there is a certain device in my house that also plays the podcast. Ooh. And hopefully, the intro will tell you. Ooh. If I get it done in time. It's a little hard to record the device. Uh, if you want... I'm, I'm, see, I'm, I'm the host and I'm derailing myself. How is that possible? Uh, I don't know. Because my mind's going in like there's 15 me- different directions right now. There's med- medication for that, Tricky. Yeah. Uh, if you want to get further uh, involved with us, you can get involved in our PlayStation 4 communities. There is one for the site called Proven Gamer. There is one for Trophy Horse called the T-Dubs Brothel. Why yield? Because we're not allowed to say horse. Dude, don't spoil the tradition. Oh, I already spoiled it. I did it right once or twice. And you were proud of me, and then I butchered it ever since. So we'll just go back to that memory. No, no, I, I, I want you to try to say his name. No, come on, it's really no, not, not a not difficult name if you break it down phonetically. Don't... Well, see, phonetics was never my strong suit. <laughs> all right, come, all right. You, you know what? Just, just try this one time. No, not doing it. All right, what do you wear on your feet? Socks. No, damn it, I knew you were going to do that, too. <laughs> I knew it. I knew you were going to do that. This is the same guy, Stephen, <laughs> that I challenged him to the ice bucket challenge. And he refused to do it just because everybody else wanted him to do it. Goddamn millennials. All right. Oh, I am anything but a millennial. <laughs> the sad thing is he's actually the oldest of everybody, but yet I get... I get criticized all the time for being in my 70s and 80s. (laughs) And he's the oldest member of the show. Uh, Shuhei will not let us say whores on the network. Goddamn Shuhei. And because because Yield will not uh, say Shuhei or attempt to say say Shuhei, we're not going to promote his community. That's fine. I'll do it when the shout-outs come. (laughs) 
which is the which is the platinum guild. So if you get a new platinum, go in there. I'm gonna be posting three platinums in there soon, yield. If you post them in there, then when I read them off again, then you will get your acknowledgement. But you gotta post it in there and not say I did and then didn't. Booyah. I never said I did in there. Yeah, I you said did. It on the fa- yeah, you said no, it on no, the show. No, no, I said it in you the were, Facebook you, chat. You were like, well, where's my shout-out? I got Platinums. And I'm like, because you didn't post it. Yes, I did. And then, like, five minutes after the show, you're like, here they are. <laughs> well, that's because so I made the, a mistake. So, I th- so the I, following I, month, you got your shout-out. I thought you were talking about when I was busting Lucia's balls about getting Horizon Platinum. But that was in Facebook Messenger. All right, it's getting hot yeah, in here. Yeah, that was in Facebook Messenger. Yeah. No, no, it's getting on, hot in nope. here, so nothing take nothing off on, all your clothes. Nothing on Facebook gets mentioned. You have to yes. put it in the guild. So damn sweaty. All right. That is the end of our housekeeping, but we do have some sponsors. Our first sponsor is Extra Life. Yield, I don't think you've ever told us about Extra Life. So, uh, Extra Life is a 24-hour video game charity event that benefits the... Children's Miracle Network of Hospitals. So if you have a Children's Miracle Network hospital in your area, or you know of somebody who has benefited from that, you can go to extra-life.org. You can sign up. You get people to donate monies for you to play video games for 24 hours. And 100% of that monies that you get donated to you go straight to the Children's Miracle Network hospitals of your choosing. And it is November 4th this year? Yep. Yes. 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 Ha! So, November 4th this year, 24 hours of video game. 25, because I believe that's... uh, Yeah, when we set the time back. So, 25 hours of video game playing. It's really a win-win situation. You get to play video games, clear out your backlog, and uh, do a little bit of charity work all at the same time. All right, and we're also sponsored by who, Stephen? Oh, we're doing this again, Amazon.com, that wonderful, beautiful uh, site where you can buy pretty much anything you need. You need TP, you go to Amazon. You need, you, need, you need a new game, go to Amazon. You need a headset, go to Amazon. But don't just go directly to Amazon.com. Go to ProvingGamer.com, click on an Amazon.com advertisement that will bring you back to Amazon. You can do your shopping like normal. The site gets a little kickback for your purchase doesn't cost you anything extra, and it helps out the website tremendously. How else does uh, Amazon help out Proving Gamer? Um, Alexa? <laughs> I don't know. Read the agenda. I don't I don't see anything. Uh, oh! Well, it's all oh, the way yeah, at the yeah, very, yeah, very bottom. That, that like extra, no, no, no. That, like extra paragraph... That. Yeah, yeah, no, I totally forgot about that. Uh, Amazon, Amazon Prime. You can use uh, if you have Amazon Prime, you could use your um, your free Twitch uh, Prime subscription. You could subscribe to Proven Gamer. That's uh, www.twitch.tv/provengamer, uh, and you get give us a little kickback on that as well. That would that would actually be fantastic. Um, Tricky works really hard in, on on streaming. Uh, some games and stuff like that for us and hopefully we can build a little team to stream some more um, but if you do have amazon prime and you don't use your twitch prime uh, on somebody else uh, or if you do screw them give it to us because we could certainly uh <laughs> screw them screw those guys because we, we could certainly use it um it'll definitely help us out uh, especially getting more streamers involved if we you know can get them up to snuff as far as the equipment that they need to do uh decent streams 
um, which will give you guys more content. So if you could do that, that would be awesome. All right. I, I wrote out a script for Steven who decided to forego the script and just free ball it. You do have to the subscribe every month. It does go up, and then it goes back in your bank, and you have to go back in and log in and do the whole thing again. So, yeah, that, that is part of the script. It is free. It's a free thing to do. It doesn't cost you any money. It's part of your, your uh, Amazon Prime uh, subscription. But every month you do have to go back in and give us the subscription. Um, and if you don't, I will climb up to the top turnbuckle and give you one of them Macho Man Randy Savage flying elbow drops right to the sternum. When you do that, make sure I'm wearing my VR headset so I can watch. Absolutely. Just don't, just don't right. look up <laughs> when you're on that turnbuckle okay. and I'm standing on it. Why? Because you're just going to get a big he's old not, shot of my he's not wearing. He's not wearing a unitard. He's wearing shorts. Okay, hold on a second. <laughs> I, want, I want to clarify something, Rick, right now. Your view was not from the top of the turnbuckle. It was if you were standing... On the turnbuckle. So, literally, if I'm the VR headset, it's on the corner that Steven happened to be on the top turnbuckle. Me and him are going to be like a ghost. We're going to be right together. That is so creepy. So, if I look down, maybe I see Steven's package. <laughs> All right, so don't look down. There you go. I was going to say, if I look up, then I'm seeing the top of the arena. Anyway, that's going to bring us to the end of the sponsors, but we do have some shout-outs. Yield, we'll start with you, sir. Yes, I am almost done. Um, so, um, I've been lacking on my guild platinums. Sir. So, I will first like to give a shout-out to the newest guild member, JPF75 who wanted everybody to know that he got Platinums in Uncharted 1, 2, 3, Resident Evil 5, 6, 7, Ratchet & Clank, Crash Bandicoot, I Am Mayo, and he 100%ed Resident Evil 4. Wow. So, with that being said, these are the Guild Platinums from the 1st of August, or no, the 1st of July, through wow. now. Oh, this, buckle in, everybody. We're going to be here for a while. Actually, no, we're not. Oh, okay. So, uh, Mail E, 1978, Energy Cycle. That's a lie. That one, Seagull, Walking Dead, Season 1, Air, and Dying Reborn. That's JT. Alex, Crash Bandicoot, Crash 2, and Crash 3, all in one month. Monwu 10, Metro 2033, and Color Guardians. And JPF75, Crash 2, Crash 3, Dead Space, Life is Strange, and Until Dawn. That's it? All right. Oh, sorry. That was just Guild Platinums. I would also like to give yes. a uh, shout-out to Steven and Tricky for recording this week's episode. A shout-out to Alex, who was unfortunately not able to be here. A shout-out to all... The members of the Bucknuts Fantasy Football Group. Uh, Tricky is already talking momentous amounts of smack talk, and we'll just have to see uh, where the chips fall. Why am I I talking smack already? He's talking smack already because he got voted by Yahoo as having the best fantasy draft already. In only my third year to you professionals. Yeah. 
And I got rated as like finishing dead last in the league. And that's where I was. <laughs> Sounds about right. Finish last year. And I won it all. So, yeah. They, they gave me crap about my quarterbacks. And I don't need a great quarterback. My receiving core and running back core is stout. So, you don't need a great quarterback. Plus, with all my good wide receivers, I'm sure somebody may want to trade with me. Just saying. I'm, I'm looking for a trade right off the bat. So you send me send me an offer. You might we might make be able to make a deal, man. Um, Let's make a deal. We're Harry Mandel. There you go. Uh, a shout out to you, the Hordom, for doing everything: spreading, listening, strapping people down, and making them listen. However you do it, for spreading everything that is trophy horrors. Thank you very much. And uh, that'll do it for this week, Stephen. Uh, shout out to the magic of podcast editing. So hopefully you don't have to hear that damn dog barking for like six minutes straight. Uh, shout out to the, to uh, you guys, Yield uh, Tricky. Thank you uh, for having me, and uh, it's been fun. Um, shout out to my uh, two year old Jack and sweet mama P, uh, Penny. Uh, they're 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 kids and stuff, and they do stuff. Um, shout out to my wife for taking both of them on while I do this podcast. Shout out to this cool PlayStation fidget spinner, which has been keeping me calm throughout all of the arguing in today's episode. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, I had another one. Uh, hang on. Um, shit. Lost it. No no worries. Um, yeah. Shout out to you guys for listening. Uh, we pre- really appreciate it. Oh, I remember now. And shout out to um, the Rattlesnake, Austin, Stone Cold Steve Austin for sponsoring <laughs> <laughs> Trophy Horse 3. I'm, he, I'm just kidding. He didn't sponsor it, but uh, Trophy Horse 3. It'd be really cool if he did, though. That would be awesome. That would be awesome. If he just bursts through the sheetrock wall behind me and just comes in here, gives me a stunner. I spit my drink up in the air. He gives some fingers a, and whatnot. A, a little behind the scenes, I actually did reach out to Stone Cold <laughs> to uh, see if he'll give us like a, a a bumper for the beginning of the show. Like, like ex- expected, he didn't reply. Bastard. That's all right. He uh he gave me like nine years of just solid wrestling memories. So uh yeah, uh, thank you guys for for listening. Tricky, kick it to you. Uh, I want to give a shout out to the listeners for first and foremost. Uh, second, I want to say the last two weeks of Trophy Horrors has been a struggle to put out. Uh, apparently, uh, Trophy Horrors has been infected with the spoilers curse. Uh, hopefully, all that problems will be solved. Uh, it's been a lot of stupid mistakes uh, made on our part and on iTunes and Google Play's part. Uh, so hopefully all that's fixed. Give a shout out to the goddess who is behind me patiently. Uh, give a shout out to Sweet Mama D who's also behind me and giving me kisses and was waving to Steven and Yield while we were recording. But they so until next week, if there's nothing else, happy trophy hunting. And that's the bottom line, cause the trophy whores said so. I can't really beat that. <laughs> I was gonna say I was gonna say Yield 316 said we just whooped every uh podcast ass, but that worked. Well you can say, you can say we kicked that loot ass. Too soon? No, never. It's been a year and a half since we whipped our asses in the war. Yeah. And and Rocket League. Two and oh.
The theme song is Venus by the band Even off their album Zenith. Permission granted by the band and 12 Stone Records. You can find them on Facebook by going to www.facebook.com slash evenphilippines. (laughs) 